Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for September 23rd, 2018. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Russ Dean, co-pastor with Amy Jackstein at Park Road Baptist Church. His sermon today is entitled, Laughing at Desperate Measures. Very quick things before the sermon proper. Number one, thank you to Allison for the perfect opening prayer this morning and to Dan for the perfect confession time and the children's time and for Joey setting up the scripture, wife or woman or warrior woman. How do we read this text? Number two, I served a church in Birmingham before coming here. Our cook was named Clarice, and if I would go to the kitchen looking for something, go to the pantry, invariably I couldn't find it. And every time Clarice would look at me and say, man, can't find nothing. (laughs) I can spend all day long in the grocery store, folks. Number three, to Dan's time of confession, I love my work. I've always said I have the best job in the world. I still say I have the best job in the world. There are some real challenges. There are some pains in the neck, which is slightly different than saying some of you are pains in the neck. Um, I love my job. And number four, thank you to Ann Miles for coming this morning to lead our deacon prayer time at 930. We meet every Sunday morning at 9.30 before the Sunday school hour to gather together with our deacons. And Ann showed up this morning having prepared, looking at our theme for uh, this fall. And she came prepared with a devotion on relationship because that's what we said we were talking about today. I had characterized today's text as relationship. What I was thinking was sometimes the word is translated wife which some people see as patriarchal. She's only valued as a wife. And some have broadened that to think woman. This is a story, this is a a text of a woman, a capable woman. Um, Rodney's, uh, uh, Joey's professor Rodney has broadened that to a warrior woman. And I was thinking about this, well, instead of dealing with just a woman, maybe these are traits that that we ought to talk about in terms of our relationship with one another. As I got ready to write the sermon, I sat down to it, I just thought, I can get there, but that's kind of a leap. It's really not what the text is about, and I thought more about it, and I recharacterized today, um, as will be printed from now on for today, uh, the theme as hard work. So if you came expecting relationship, I apologize. Shift your focus. Hard work. Truisms are part of every culture, I suppose this is because we human beings want truth given to us in bite-sized nuggets. A penny saved is a penny earned. I get that. Haste makes waste. Idle hands are the devil's workshop. The highway to hell is paved with good intentions, though I hope not. I have done a lot of paving in my lifetime. If you were among the few who braved the waters of Hurricane Florence and paddled to church last week, you heard me say, however, that the simple truth is that truth is never simple. Today, I want to begin by reminding you that some truth isn't even true. Ignorance is bliss? No. 
There is never real happiness in being oblivious. Hard work pays off? Not always. Cleanliness is next to godliness? You know, someone's mama just made that one up to get them to clean up their room, Katie. God helps those who help themselves? No, Jesus says God helps everyone. Winners never cheat. Cheaters never win. We could only wish that were true. Sticks and stones may break my bones. I can't even finish that one. There's no truth ever been any untruer than words will never hurt me. You can take the girl out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the girl. Well, maybe that one's a little bit true. <laughs> one dangerous truism that many people rely on as gospel is desperate times call for desperate measures. Desperate times, desperate measures? Has there ever been a time in human history that might not, for some people, have been regarded as desperate times? You could start from the very beginning, and wherever you picked up, you could name along the way the Dark Ages, desperate times, the Inquisition, the Crusades, the Pilgrims' discovery of the New World, desperate just ask the Native Americans. The slave trade, the Great Depression, the two world wars, the civil rights era, integration, Black Monday, the stock market crash of 1987, the panic of 2008, and today. Have you ever known our nation more divided, more angry, more irrational or unreasonable? Have you ever known us to be more desperate? These are desperate times, I think, and some people are calling for desperate measures here and around the world. Look what is happening with governments from Mexico to Germany to Australia around the world. Desperate times. With all the fear and anger, there is a call, quiet in some quarters, a rallying cry in others for desperate measures. Be hard, be mean, stand firm. We need more law and order, more walls, more bombs, more jails. We need more deportations, more arrests, more surveillance. We need more patriotism, more fundamentalism, more power, more money, more rights, more. And this is nothing new. The call for desperate measures is as timeless as it is universal. And people of faith must resist the call for desperate measures. We are not supposed to be desperate. We are supposed to be faithful. Do not be duped. Followers of Jesus, do not be misguided. Those who dare to believe in the peace of God, do not be led astray. Desperate times do not call for desperate measures. Do not let your hearts be troubled, Jesus said, neither let them be afraid. 
Desperate measures are enacted by desperate people. Desperate times call for steady, consistent, faithful measures. Believe in God, Jesus said. Believe also in me. Desperate times need faithful people. We must not trade our birthright of promise for a pottage of cheap prosperity and hollow peace. Now, at the risk of insulting you, I want to read for you the quotation that's printed as your opening meditation in the bulletin today. Desperate times do not call for desperate measures. Taking desperate measures would imply that you have already given up and that you are only trying the easiest, most convenient way out. You know, the simple truth is that truth is not However desperate it may be, it does not stray from the fact that it is not the only option. You need to be strong and fight through. You need to know that desperate measures are a sign of weakness. You never truly fulfill your goal if the path of fulfillment is in desperation. Get your hands dirty and shoot for the undesperate measures and you will find that it isn't so bad after all. The wise, capable, warrior woman of today's text seemed to know instinctively the untruth of desperation. We might summarize the whole text from Proverbs with those last few words from the meditation. Get your hands dirty and shoot for undesperate measures. Jesus knew that same wisdom when he said, whoever puts a hand to the plow and looks back in fear or anxiety, whoever looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. The future is in front of us. The only way to get there is plowing our way one undesperate row at a time. Consistent, steady, faithful. The driving force of desperation is fear. I have never known a time when people were more afraid. Some are afraid we are not rich enough, and some are afraid our extreme wealth is the heart of the problem. Some are afraid democracy is dying, and some are afraid it doesn't matter, we must put America first. Some are afraid of immigrants, and some are afraid of our policy regarding immigration. Some are afraid of the priest, and some are afraid of the people. Some are afraid of the state, and some are afraid of the church. Some are afraid we believe too little, and some are afraid we believe too much. Some are afraid of global warming, and some are afraid of terrorism, and some are as afraid of those who are afraid of global warming as others are afraid of those who are terrified of the terrorists. You understand? Today's text is a beautiful lesson in courage. The courage that comes from making a good life just by putting your hand to the plow and not looking back. This capable woman is not afraid. She laughs at the time to come. 
While others are cowering behind acts of desperation, she is busy doing the work God has given her to do. Her life is a picture of consistency and the good work of a good life. She is hardworking, industrious, indefatigable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She is creative. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. She pushes beyond the bounds of what is expected of her, of what is acceptable for her. In an age when women were considered no more than property, this woman dares to become an entrepreneur, an investor. She considers a field and buys it. She is visionary. Like the ships of the merchant, she brings her food from far away. She is generous. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is compassionate. The teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She loves her own body and cares for her own health. She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She recognizes the priority of family. She rises while it is still night and provides food for her household. She is not afraid when it snows, for all her household are clothed in crimson. In the busyness of life and work and civic engagement and family responsibility, she does not overlook the companionship of partnership. Amidst it all, she has left room for her marriage, though the heart of her husband trusts in her. And through this discipline of creativity and compassion and priority and just plain hard work, she learns what may be the most, may be most important in living a good life. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but one who fears the Lord is to be praised. Put aside what is superficial and beauty will always shine through. Push through the fears of this world and fear the Lord. Revere in this life what is eternal, sacred beauty, transcendent mystery, reverent harmony. In preparing for this morning's worship, I sent Allison Niereimer a copy of the bulletin so she could see all the elements of worship and prepare that perfect prayer that she just gave. After she had read the opening litany and from the unconventional wisdom of the preacher of Ecclesiastes and this praise of the warrior woman, a more conventional wisdom from the collection of Proverbs, Allison texted me and she said, the litany seems more like live it up and Proverbs seems more like work your backside off. Interesting, isn't it? that we make such a divide between the two, living it up and real life, between hard fun and hard work. One is celebration and one is drudgery. There's a little video circulating on, circulating on Facebook these days, so I know it has to be true. 
The man in the center of the screen points to facts and figures as he cites studies and surveys showing that more than 90% of Americans, maybe it's 95% of Americans, hate their jobs and they spend most of their day and most of their life in their jobs that they hate. You know, I think he might be true. Not because I seen it on Facebook, as somebody said, but because I know a lot of Americans. We have been sold a bill of goods. It's one of the unintended consequences of American prosperity and success. We have been told that the good life can be bought. So the tempter says, get a good job, which really just means one that pays good. And just get through the work day, the work week, suffer through all the drudgery, all that stuff that you hate about your job until the paycheck comes and then take your time off and live it up. Biblical wisdom could hardly be more different than that. What God seems to be trying to tell us is that good work, hard work, consistent, steady life with all its varying responsibilities, some which we love and some which we don't love so much. The life of hard work and consistency is the celebration. The woman of today's text did not get to the end of her life and look back on her industry and her creativity, her family and her spirituality and look back with regret. She did not say, oh, I wished I'd lived it up. I think she just said, thanks be to God. In these difficult, desperate days, the message from Scripture is clear. Have faith. Work hard. Laugh at desperate measures. The future is in front of us and God is with us today, tomorrow, forever. May it be so. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you.